Absolute Geek Podcast. Welcome to a very special episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt, and boy, do we have something special for you on tap today. Last Thursday, Kyle and I got the opportunity to sit down and speak to the writer and creator of Raygun, Gregory Schoen. We've been talking about this book for the last couple of months. It's a fantastic read. This is a fantastic interview. Gregory's a great guy. It was nice getting to sit down and talk to him a little bit about his backstory, find out a little bit about the book, what went into him creating it, how he came about to create Raygun, the independent comic industry, how to go about finding an artist if you're a writer in the independent comic industry, and just pretty much the ins and outs of everything that went into him creating Raygun from the beginning to where he is now. This is a fantastic read. This is a fantastic interview. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to kick it off to me and Kyle for our interview with Gregory Schoen. Hey everyone, what's going on? Kyle and I are here with Gregory Schoen, the writer and creator of the comic book series that we've been reading called Ray Gun. How are you doing this evening, Gregory? I'm good, and you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I don't know about Kyle, but I'm I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That's good. So, um, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit? I know they hear us review it. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about Ray Gun and and what it is and how you came up with it. Uh, okay. Um. I guess I'll start with the, the elevator pitch. Raygun is a story about a 10-year-old boy named Matthew. That's a good name. Discovers, <laughs> yeah, who discovers Nikola Tesla's uh, fabled death ray and sets out on a journey of self-discovery that will change the world forever. I like that. I do too. Short, sweet, <laughs> and to the point. You can tell you've uh, put a lot of work into that. Actually, that's like one of the hardest parts about the whole thing is coming up with the you know how do I how do I tell people an idea succinctly, and it's actually pretty hard to do. But anyway, no, I, I give you mad mad credit for that because I know whenever like I try to explain something I'm working on to people, it, it's like I go to go into great detail, and I wish I could just find you know like thirty words or less to describe yep. it. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough part, but uh, it's. It's out right now through Alterna Comics, which is a digital uh, comic publisher. They actually also, basically, the the thing with digital publishers is they'll they'll print six issues of your series, and then you can opt to print it later in a trade. Right. So uh, Raygun is a six issue series. We're going to be coming out with issue four in September. Um. Yeah, and I'm 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 pretty proud of getting getting four issues out. That's for sure. So who who is first off? I gotta say I I love this book. Great. I I love it. I don't know. I I retweet it. People ask me what I'm reading. I tell them that uh, that's the book that I'm reading. Like <laughs> great. Every time on Twitter, I, I just I I constantly just retweet it and tell people. Thanks, man. That that, that that's that means a lot to an independent publisher. That's for sure. <laughs> Now, how did you like who, who you you write this? So the 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 genesis of the idea is this: it like I've been trying to do the comics thing for a long time. Like, uh, you know, I'm I've I've always been involved in creative endeavors, but I guess it was over like a long time ago, ten years ago, more than ten years ago, that I I was like, you know what, I want to try to write comics. And and then, you know, people who try to write comics, you, you start trying to write comics because you read so many of them. 
and then I was lucky enough to um, – you guys might not remember it. There used to be a website called Silver Bullet Comic Books and it, they, they were really good for reviews and uh, I found out that an artist who was working on X-Men lived in my hometown in Canada, which is Winnipeg, Manitoba. And the guy's name is Igor Corday. I don't know if you remember Igor Corday. He did X-Men with Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. He did a run of Cable. Um, he's just like this super prolific, amazing artist. And he kind of, to tell you the truth, he kind of got burnt because, you know, he's he's a real hard worker and he's really fast. And Marvel kind of, I think, took advantage of that. And they gave him so many books that the quality kind of started knocking down and he kind of assumed they were going to be accepting of that or, or or the public would be accepting of that. And there was a bit of a backlash, but anyway, I got to interview this guy because he was doing X-Men and during the interview, he and I like totally hit it off and he's like, you know, this Croatian dude, you know, like ex military veteran kind of guy who's an amazing artist. And I don't know why, but we hit it off. And, uh, you know, we had some dinners and drank on some patios and he, you know, he kind of like was a very good critic of my writing. And I was lucky enough to have him, uh, be very supportive very early on in the process, but flash forward, man, no success, you know, pitching stories, pitching stories, there's nothing, nothing like it's, it is comic books are such a closed club, like if you look at the publishers, there's like DC, Marvel, Image, and that's it right now. And Image shouldn't be considered independent, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Brian K. Vaughn is writing for Image Comics. That's not independent, <laughs> you know. Anyway, so just pitching, never getting anywhere, it's like so frustrating. And everybody has this problem. But, you know, I kind of gave up on it and started doing other things. Still in, into telling stories just other ways. And um, I moved to Japan and just through this weird thing, there's this really great free online comic by Igor Corday and another guy named Darko McCann. And I think it's, it's called Texas Kid My Bro. So anybody listening in for you dudes, Texas Kid My Bro, if you just Google that, there's this whole free comic that it, it will blow your mind. Okay, It's by Igor and Darko McCann. And there's a comment section on the bottom. And Igor wrote there, and he and I had fallen out of touch for like like five years or something. And so I wrote him like, hey, how are you doing, man? So then we end up started talking on email, and he asked me, do you have any ideas? Well, I had originally had the idea for Ray Gun when I lived in Vancouver before moving to Japan. And I was with this Nikola, I don't know what happened, but I went through this Nikola Tesla phase <laughs> where it was like, Tesla, Tesla, like all I wanted to do was learn more about Tesla. And I didn't know why, but I think just subconsciously my my mind was kind of like trying to get power to make a story because I thought I read this one thing in this one book where it was like Tesla at the end of his career. I don't know why. Maybe he was making things or maybe he was just getting kooky, you know, like the dude like kind of married a pigeon at the end of it all. <laughs> but he he had he had said. I made a ray gun, I made a death ray, was what he said, that could shoot down a squadron of bombers and destroy entire armies. And I thought, wow, is that ever a great story? (laughs) But then I thought, but what's the story, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's this thing that's a a real thing that somebody might have made, but but who, who has it? I mean, it could go so many different ways, and 
I don't know why, but I just thought about those old movies I saw, like Goonies and Last Starfighter and Flight of the Navigator and, you know, just all of these things that really influenced my childhood. I was like a boy, you know, a boy with in trouble has this thing. And that's that's how the story came about. Uh, I mean, again, we're we're big fans of it. Um, Did you pull with when creating Matthew? I mean, did you pull from personal experiences at all or was it just something that you completely like thought up or mm, that's a good that's a good question no not for me i mean my mom never dumped me on a dad i didn't know kind of thing you know like i'm i lived a pretty happy suburban childhood but you know i do know friends who have had problems and you know matthew's mother karen um it's it's interesting in all the reviews for ray gun i always hear about matthew and you know, the, the government and the SDI, the Strategic Defense Initiative, which is an actual organization that Ronald Reagan made to do the Star Wars program. But, you know, nobody ever talks about Matthew's mother. And the story starts with her, you know, kind of pushing him away. And that's the, you know, it, it, you know, I have a kid. Do you guys have kids? I don't I think you do, right? Kyle does. Yes. I do. Yeah. But, you know, kids don't have any power like he. You know, even when they think they do, you know, somebody tells them when to when to get up and what to wear and what to do. And in his situation, it's even worse because he's got, you know, this mother figure who in stories is usually the white knight, right? Mm -hmm. Pushing him away right at the beginning of the story and saying, you know, I I can't be with you right now. And it's interesting because nobody's mentioned that character. And she's the one thing that's probably influenced that kid more than anybody Did we lose you? No, no. Oh, no. okay. I think like, it just went real quiet. Um, <laughs> you guys are so quiet. It's like, oh. <laughs> no, because I didn't. I mean, it's interesting you say that like that because I didn't see it that way. Uh-uh. Um, I mean, to me, it seems like he draws more more um, resemblance to his dad, yeah. like liking to tinker with stuff, and especially the ray gun and just kind of the mm-hmm. things he's into. It seems yeah. more like he's like his dad than um, – his mom, like, because in the the issue three, which I we got to read, you you kind of see him with his mom and his dad's telling her the story about how they met and and everything like that, and then she yeah. he goes to war in Afghanistan and then comes back and she's moved on, but just kind of like the the way it's drawn, I kind of got the feeling that it's that Matt and her don't have a good relationship, and that he connects more with his dad than he does with her. Yeah, that's good. It's good. You guys have always, whenever I've heard you talk about my book, it's so so cool because I, I do listen to your show. In fact, I've been listening to it for a while. Like, I mean, I was listening to you guys in Japan. You kind of saved my brain there for a bit, but uh, yeah, you know, you, you're keep keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I like it. I liked um, what I really like is I don't know if this is as as I like how the actual ray gun is like, it's like connected to Matthew. And I like that he doesn't even, I don't think he completely understands it yet, but he's able to control the power of it. And I thought that was actually a really cool thing where it, you can, it can really spin a lot of cool ways. Like, you know, like when he's shooting the apple off his buddy's head, <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean? And then like when, when the gangbangers come up to him, you could see that when he was scared and, and enraged and it, you know what I mean? It like, you know, it knocked the guy a city block. 
But yep. yet he, he's fucking around with his friend, <laughs> and it's this little tiny bolt that barely does. And I, I, I think that's cool. And the fact that it's 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 connected to him, even when you know, even when they picked it up, they couldn't use it. Yep. And I, yeah. Yeah. Good call, man. Good spot. So yeah. I have to ask the ray gun. The ray gun reacts to his emotions, doesn't it? Well, was, you know what? I was it, trying uh, not to. I know you. I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. Yeah, I'll ask I, the question. I won't, I won't I play toy, but you know, you guys are definitely onto something. That's for sure. I'll tell you what. In issue four, you're definitely going to find everything out. I was hoping. I was hoping to see it in issue three. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's uh, it, it's uh, the the one to three um, was actually harder to write for me than four to six. So, what initiating it was harder than concluding it. You know what? When you're actually, and I mean, like, like I told you about Igor, like he's this, he's this Croatian dude that doesn't, doesn't mess around when he gives you critique. Like, trust me, you know, he's like, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, like when, remember when Matthew, he, like the whole thing is he gets locked in the California science center. Right? Uh-huh. In so, the closet. Yeah. So, so I, I, you know, I write this whole series cause Igor said, what ideas do you have? Like, you know. I was originally going to get him to draw it, right? Like, and so I wrote this whole six issue series, which is always how I've done comics. And I suggest anybody getting into writing comics, don't just write ideas. Like, pick a length of a story. If you're like, yeah, that story is going to be 66 pages, then write three different issues. Like, try to finish a story. And it's super hard. Like, once you can actually flesh out enough to write a whole issue, then you can start writing, but comics are tough unless you can do that. Anyway, I was going to get him to draw it, and then uh, I, he read it, and then uh, I'm like, hey, man, what do you think? And he writes back. He's like, oh, it's pretty good. There's some st- stupid shit. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and he's like, uh, the one biggest bullshit in it is uh, yeah, if that kid went missing, there would be an Amber Alert. And I was just like, oh, he's so right. Like, even if it's his second day you know, they're going to miss him, right? He's yeah. on a list somewhere. So that's when I had to put in that, like, save dialogue in there where the teacher's like, don't run away, Matthew. We don't have you on our class list, that, and I don't want you to get lost. That way it's, like, plausible that nobody noticed he wasn't there the next day, so. Yeah. Setting it up is tough, man. Yeah, like, you know, getting it in the right hands and, you know, the thing about Reagan is I really, truly believe it's not, like, there is nothing like it right now out there there's nothing like it right there it's it's a father and son story it's it there's family issues in it it's got a lot of heart and historical value you know um when i was tesla crazy that was a lot of research and you know everything that you see about tesla in there besides the actual weapon itself is factual like it's i didn't make it up well that's gonna be my next question is I mean, a lot of research had to have gone into writing, especially like from the military point of view, the government point of view, and and Tesla. Like, how how many hours of of research just for this project do you think you put into it? Well, I don't know. Like, honestly, it's just it. You got to live it. You got to live it. You got to be like, this is my story, and I, I'm always working on my story. And like, you know, you, you know when you have enough research, though. For me, it was a lot because you're right. I did have to research Tesla. I did have to research Edison, which plays a role too, even though, you know, you don't really see it yet. It's, you know, 
there was the projector in issue one, which is kind of freaky given the time. And, um, yeah. And then the military side of it, you know, all, I, I looked at all the strategic weapons, all the robotic industries and programs they had, like the, the pamphlet Matthew's dad reads and issue three is factual, you know, like all of the, all of the acronyms are correct and the places where there's bases and, it was so funny. I heard you guys reviewing issue one. You're like Red Bluff, California. I don't know. That's not a place. It is a place. Like, <laughs> and that the, my, Alonzo Molina, the artist, um, who's amazing. He actually researched that bus stop because in the script it said uh, Karen and Matthew are sitting at a, a Greyhound bus stop. Blah 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 blah. And he was like, he wrote back to me. He's like, uh, nothing there, man. Like, there's just a like a bench. And I was like, oh, we'll put, bus, put a bus stop behind it, but. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think that that's kind of cool that you guys are actually going to the length of making sure it's, you know what I mean? Like you can, it, there's not a bus stop, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. I think that's actually kind of cool that you, cause you know what, like you look at people like, uh, like you, I read an interview with Greg Capullo and <laughs> he just draws shit just to draw it. There's, there's nothing behind it. There's, there's no factual. He just does it cause it looks cool. And I think, mm-hmm. I think actually going the extra mile to actually make it real and factual, I, it actually it actually makes the story that much more cooler to me, knowing that yeah. you guys yeah. actually did that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's this, you know, the whole black and white thing was a stylistic choice. The covers, you know, each cover tells us, I, I think, are amazing Um there's just been a lot of, you know, independent comics, you know, are especially in now, you know, the digital age, they're hit and miss, you know, they're, they're hit and miss. And, you know, I was lucky enough to get hooked up with the right people and have the right story. And I was lucky that my art team really believes in the story. So they'll put the extra time in, you know, so. How, yeah. How did lucky. you uh, come to be uh, associated with the artist on this book? Yeah, which one of you guys? Is it Matt? Is that yeah? Or, or, yep. Yeah, you're getting into writing, and you're, you're going to try to get an artist and stuff. Uh, yes. Okay, so here's from my like I said, I've been trying to get something going for a long time, and it's it's just it's it's first of all, it's really tough. Okay. Second of all, you're going to have two options. So option one is you're going to do a Kickstarter, which I should have done with Raygun, but whatever. You know, it's expensive, man. Like, that's option two is, guess, you have no money. You, you pay somebody who's an amazing artist to, to actually sit there and just hack away for hours of their life. That's going to cost you money. And you can go on DeviantArt and you can, you know, find people who are selling their skills. And you can just buy them. And But it's expensive. And depending upon what you want, it's going to be a lot more expensive. Um, but another way is go on Kickstarter. You know, you got a great thing going here with your podcast. You can set up a whole other thing and be like, hey, you know, if you want to see my comic, please donate to this. Like, use it. I would. And, um, yeah, and then you make the money and then you get an artist. But, you know, the, the common thing for young writers to do, like noobs who are trying to make books is they approach artists and what they say is I'll split the the money coming in with you. Right? So they they approach an artist and they're like, Oh, I have this great idea and I want you to draw it and I can't pay you now, but I'll split the money. And it's like 
I used to think that was bad for the artist, but I think it's bad for both people. You know, like there, there's the the writer should own the property. So you, you think know? it's better to 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 find an artist that you like, negotiate with him, pay him for his work, and then you keep your full rights to the to the material. Yeah, and you own it, and you can you can you can do whatever later. Like Ray Gun originally, when Igor asked me when I was in Tokyo, "Do you have a story?" Remember, years before, I had tried to write Reagan as a movie script because I was working on script doctoring in Vancouver. There's a huge movie industry. I live in Vancouver. And I was working in the business a little bit. And I thought, oh, I, you know, I'm Tesla crazy. I got this great protagonist. I got this great story. I've done all this research. I'm going to make a movie script. And I got about halfway through the script and I put it down. And I was like, you know what? What am I wasting my life for? Like this movie is like a $60 million movie. Who's going who's gonna to risk $60 million on a guy nobody knows, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just put it to the back, and then later when Igor said, do you have a story, I had one. That's but good. yeah, get an artist. Pay an artist, own it. And then later on when Matt's super story comes out and it's a, it's a hit and <laughs> Hell yeah. Warner Brothers comes to you and says, you know, screw Suicide Squad. Everyone wants that shit. I want to pay you a million dollars for your story, you know, your spec script. So. But it's funny that you say that because that's kind of how mine started out. Is it mine started out as a a YouTube project that I was doing for my friends, and then it was well, someone was interested in in saying, well, this could be a movie, so I it was willing to throw funding behind it, so I started to write it as a movie script and wrote about a hundred and sixty page script for it to a movie, and then that kind of fell through, and and I was and then I was talking to uh, an artist friend about it um cena grace who who works for image who does um burn the orphanage little depressed boy um bunch of different books uh he he told me well have you thought about doing it as a comic as a web comic mm-hmm. and i was like no but then it, it was like you know this would work and I, I started writing it as a book and i was like you know i, I want it to be a an issue by issue book not maybe not necessarily a web comic so i just started converting it and that's that's kind of where i've gotten to right now so I'm just in the process of, of getting it proofread and, and everything like that, and I'm starting to look for an artist. So that's why I thought I figured, well, I'd pick your brain on how you went about finding an artist, and because I was looking at Deviant Art and things like that too. Yeah, Deviant Art's a great one. I met, I met Alonzo through a weird way. Like, it was like I I had followed a guy on Facebook that I saw in Deviant Art, and then you know how they like, hey, do you know this person? Do you know this person? I just saw one of his pictures, and I was like. Oh. That's perfect. That's just perfect. So I started talking to him and actually I, I, I commissioned him to do some, some sketch work for another thing that I was working on. And then, then after that I was like, Oh, okay. He can, you know, he's got the chops kind of thing. So do you have to pay them by page, by panel, by line? Is it like a page? Yeah. By page. And then if they do the cover, you got to pay him different for a cover. And then, like, I got Alonzo Molina, who's, like, just amazing. And the guy, like, has done, you know, the pencils interior. Plus, he does the full cover. And usually he does the color. But Cote Carvalho, who's an amazing colorist, did the guest colors on issue four's cover. Which, if you go to whatever, like, if you tag it off of your Twitter, people listening to this should check out the cover for issue four of Raygun because it's sick. It's like, it's ridiculously good. And then I got another guy named uh, Paul uh, Paul Rivas, 
And I always get his last name wrong. I feel terrible. But this guy is like an amazing anchor, and he does the lettering. Oh, you know what? The 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 cover four issue is fucking cool. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Those colors are nuts, man. Because I was just I was just talking to Matt while you're. I was like I was trying to think, and he saw me like he must have. I was trying to like I was trying to run it through. I was like, have I seen that? Have I not seen it? But yes, I have seen it, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty rad, and that that and it's cool too when you're thinking of covers with your artist because, like, you have some ideas and you you kind of tell them like, oh, this is what I think would be good because you never want to show the actual story, but you want to get people interested, right? And so he goes, he does right back. He goes, I have an idea. Let's have Kurtz and Matthew, uh, just for people, you know, listening at the end of issue three, kind of the government catches up with Matthew. Right. And so he's like, and, and he'll be in the, in the fucking suit and you know, we, we can, it'll be awesome. And then I was like, you know what? It'd be even better is if it was taken by flash inside of Matthew's cell. And so he was like, Oh, that's awesome. And then, so that Genesis of the idea, you can see that in that picture now, but then what's rad is then Cote Carvalho comes in there and he puts all these glare effects from the lightning and just changes it into something like completely amazing. You know, comics are so cool. I mean, what's it like? You, cause I mean, you have a vision in your head, what you think everything should look like. I'm sure as you, as you write it and as you made a script and then you change it and you altered it, you have this vi- vision in your head. Did it change after you seen, you know, your artist bring, you know, he brings back these pages and these panels and it's, Hey, I'll tell you something. If you've written a script properly, when you get that artwork back, it should be exactly how it was in your mind. Like, I mean, they, they drew it exactly the way you pictured it to be. Yeah. Hey, they put their own flair on everything and it's, but, but it should be like, that's it. When I saw Matthew for the first time, the sketches for Matthew, I was like, that's him. Like that was always him. And then when I saw Karen, it was the same way. When I saw David, you know, when I saw the Chaser, you know, the crazy Navy SEAL, uh-huh. you know, all of the guys like uh, Kurtz. Like when I saw Kurtz the first time, I was like, oh, that little snake. That's exactly this guy. Like <laughs> it was it was it's you know, that's how you know your 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 writing is good for one, because, you know, I don't beat it down their th- throat. What has to be there. But you should pick and choose what's going into your script and what should go into it is what has to be there. Like a really good um, guy to look at for scripts is Wagner. I think, you know, the 2000 AD guy from judge dread, uh-huh. look at his scripts and then look at Grant Morrison's scripts or Warren Ellis's scripts or Mark Miller's scripts. It's so mental. Wagner's like dread on bike. That's like a panel dread <laughs> on bike. And then if you look at somebody else, there's, there's so much there, but if you took all the bullshit out of Grant Morrison's scripts, you know what it says? Dread on bike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, how closely do you work with your creative team? Are you like are you very, very close? Where you're involved in all the processes, or no. do you just send them? Here's the script, and then they send you everything they do, and then you kind of sign off on it. Or yeah, that's a well, because that's I mean, you know, that's another recommendation why I would pay people, right? Like if I'm telling them, hey, you get half of the proceeds or, or, you know, this is how it is, 
then what happens? You know, they send you work and you're like, oh, that's not it. And they go, well, my half is. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what it is is Alonzo will send me a breakdown, you know, which is basic pencils uh, for the page. And then sometimes I'll be like, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be closer. Usually I'm just like, dude, awesome. <laughs> Nail it. So then he does finished pencils. And on my Twitter, uh, Gregory Shane at Raygun, anybody listening, if you if you hop on there and just scroll down my page, you can see because I'm always updating with pencils and, you know, the whole process you can see there, really. And uh, after that's done, he sends it to Paul. Paul does the inks. They send it again. Well, actually, after when Paul does the inks, I don't do much because once, you know, he's this uh, genius, like the guy is just amazing. Um, and then the letters. And so and then the lettering was what is just kills me because I have to read it a million times. And there's always mistakes, but I'm sure that happens all the time and, and with everybody's project. But and then once it's done, I send it, send it in and then they put it out for sale on Comixology. Now, you said you uh um, you said you only get six like physical issues, and then you choose later if you. So what you you choose if like if all of a sudden it blows up, then you like send those things to printing, or you just have six issues sitting there, and then you send them out to your close friends, or how does that all no, work? Yeah, you got six issues. I mean, you'll have six issues sitting on Comicsology, so people and, can uh, buy them. And so, oh yeah. You know, people people can buy them up on Comixology, and then you know they get repackaged. And more for me, honestly, I just really wanted to show that I could make a good story and put it into comics. Because, like I said at the very beginning of this conversation, this this wasn't an overnight thing for me. Where I just decided one day to make a comic. Like I really tried to 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 become a good enough writer that I could write a story like Rega. And, you know, if you look at what, what comics are around now, it's such garbage right now. Like I'm so disappointed with everything right now. It's like Marvel gave up because they have the movie money and they're just like, does this work? Does this work? You know, do you want to see this in a movie? Like, but there's, but their comics are like, do you guys like Marvel comics right now? Uh, no. Yeah. It, we were, it's kind of, we were joking about that because, if you've listened to the show, you know we were we were talking throwing mad shade at DC when they announced Rebirth. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And we were in the audience. Yeah, and they were trying not to say it was a and <laughs> now every week we review comics, we have to eat our words because they're killing it right now. That they are killing it right now. Yep, I'm I'm collecting Superman for the first time ever in my whole life, and I'm collecting Aquaman for the first time ever in my whole life. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm collecting Superman, Aquaman, Nightwing, and then when that new series with uh, Victor Von Doom as Iron Man comes out, I'm going to read that too. Yeah, and, and I don't know, Mar- you know, it's, it's like you said, Marvel right now is about to relaunch a line Marvel now that they did last year, and it's just... Yeah, they did like two years ago. Yeah, it's not... Years, yeah. It's a rough time at Marvel Comics right now. Oh, yeah, it's it's like Marvel has the movies and their comic game is just gross. And then DC's comics are really getting pretty good again. And their and movie I really, game is I really gross. hope Vertigo gets going again with DC. DC. I hope they like really start getting good series there again. But then their their movies are like tanking, you know. So they they don't have the, the team for the movies, but their comics right now are, are, yeah, pretty good. And then image stuff, I used to be a huge image fan. And, you know, I go on and off image and lately it's just like, 
what the hell is this? Like, it seems like what image has been doing is it's like, it's been hit and then it's miss, 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 miss. And then it's yeah. hit. And then it's, and then it's a bunch of misses. Well, the way I see it right now is the, the problem with the comic book industry right now is they're pushing superheroes and the, the avid comic book fan right now is moving away to it from them. That's why it, companies like image are killing it right now or dark horse or, um, heavy metal because they're releasing these very non-traditional superhero books. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest books at at uh, Image right now is when Kyle reads Paper Girls, and it's about little girls and time travel. And it is Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, all this crazy <laughs> stuff. And one of the Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, he's a good writer. Man. One of the books that we were crazy about was an Image book by Mark Millar Huck and him and Raphael Albuquerque. And it's just these really humanistic pieces are what what's selling right now. And I think that's what's really really cool about your book is that it's at the heart of it, it's a humanistic piece. It's yeah, it involves Tesla and it involves this ray gun and all this crazy stuff. But at the at, at the heart of it, it it's what people can relate to with family issues and maybe being kicked from one house to another or, or being bullied, bullied, being and bullied, and being bullied, having a shitty friend. Yeah, look, being looked down Who upon. And, you? Yeah, and I thought that I actually really thought that was kind of funny that his friend was real quick to narc him out. I knew he was going to. I fucking knew it. It's like because like he totally like my yeah he. He tells him right before it happens too. He's like, "I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to narc on you, bro." Yeah, <laughs> yeah Rupert. Like you see when they see him, when they see the military out there, I was like, "He's getting fucking narc." Yeah. But I guess yeah. that's that's one of the things that I think is, is so awesome about your book is it fits really well with what people are looking for right now, and and hopefully we can help you with getting that out there because it, it's definitely a book that deserves to be read and out there and in people's people's hands or on their tablets or however they read comics because you're, that's you're, awesome to hear man that is great to hear and you know what thank you so much and uh yeah i gotta tell you i'm a big fan of your show um when i was living in tokyo you know my wife's japanese it's great i mean tokyo you guys gotta go you'll love it but you know you, you really start to hurt for conversation with your buddies you know and the way you guys all like sit around the table and you know shoot the shit and talk about talk about what i talk about D, comic books movies science fiction ragging on jose <laughs> you know all of that is is what i needed and yeah thank you very much for that keep it up 200 shows you should do more you know uh, we're gonna try we'll, we'll see what happens but i mean after i read issue one of Raygun, i was like I think I, I told Matt, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I said, I don't know why this isn't in every comic book store in America right now. <laughs> yeah. Image turned it down, man. Well, they were stupid for doing that. <laughs> yeah. The way Image turns you down these days, too, is really shitty. They don't. They, 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 have you read the, the criteria? It's like, if we don't like your book, you won't hear from us. Wow. Like, just... <laughs> give me a rejection letter you know what i mean send me something i could put on the wall like just get ghosted (laughs) yeah it just seems like silence is more soul crushing silence is more soul crushing than just being rejected oh yeah it's like you're not even worth the email you know what i mean it's like really seriously that's like totally lame well i have you looked at pushing into other companies that are up and coming like dark horse or uh heavy metal that just restarted or honestly i just like i said i like ray gun where it is now is where it should be and it's showing people like you know they're gonna say that anybody who reads it is like that's amazing why don't people know about this it's like well tell them um but i'm just hoping that you know somebody somewhere some editor somewhere 
will be like, you know what, that's good. This guy should write for us. And then maybe I can hear about it because I got a wife, I got a kid, I got a job. I got other stories to tell, but this shit takes time, you know, so. Yeah, probably just like me every morning, wake up and like, why am I getting up this early to go work for the man when I want to be doing this? <laughs> yeah. You know? it, 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 it die inside a little bit every morning when you got to get up to go the to work. The thing is, man, I think, I think you should do it though. And what I recommend more is like, that mentality of I'm working on my story. You know what? Even if it's like just in the morning before I go to work, I, you know, I, I I wrote three sentences. Or for me, it was I would come home in, in Japan and just plunk down and drink a six-pack and, and just like just go crazy writing. But, you know, make your story. It sounds like you have that story because it's gone through all of these different incarnations but i'm guessing it's still at its heart the same story yeah absolutely then you have a story tell it you know you just don't stop yeah and and i i I intend to and that's like i said i wanted to kind of pick your brain about the process of doing it independently and and how you've gone about doing it because like i said i i think ray gun is is phenomenal kyle and i both after every issue we message each other and it's like how is this not in a comic (laughs) book and yeah. Um, Kyle, Kyle joked he was like well you know he wants to we want to interview him uh, I want physical copies <laughs> and I was like dude you're not going to get physical copies just get over it <laughs> but I'm yeah, like, no, hey, sorry, you said man. they're for sale I'm ordering them yeah they're, they are for sale at Comixology I, I recommend anybody who wants to wants to check it out check it out so I mean I don't think I've ever used Comixology do you just go in there and Google it? Uh, how, how how do you go about finding it there? So, so everybody's that's never a, used it. Yeah, that's you know what. Hey, I'm I'm a paper comic guy too. You know, like I, I like having the the comics in my hand, and I was you know I was worried about how Reagan was going to translate, but it really looks great. And um, to get to Comicsology, you Google Comicsology, you click on the button. You hit search for what you want, and if you want to, to put ray gun in there, that's that's fine, you know. And you click the search button; it comes up, and it's just like online shopping. You know, you need a credit card or a PayPal account. Um, you can click, you know, all the the good thing is like, like you guys are are back issue nerds too, right? You're always like trying to find older issues of stuff. Absolutely, oh, yeah. I got a yeah garage but, full of them. Yeah, but it's it's tough, right? And it sucks because you have to really check and you oh, you know, he doesn't have that, so you got to go to another shop and that hunt is fun, but when you have a digital series, it's easier because somebody can just be like, "I'll just buy all three. You know, number 1 is always going to be in the same place. You know, anybody who hears about it or wants to check it out, they can always just go to Comicsology, search for Raygun. There you go. Is it is Comicsology set up like like when I read digital comics, I have uh I think it's called my comic reader. So it, it looks like a comic and you push the button. It actually flips the pages. Is that how comiXology works as well? Yeah, I think they have something like that. I, I think they do. I have a, I have a Mac. So like, yeah, I just flick them, but well, yeah, I, I think they have something like that. When I was reading issue three on there, it's, you just tap the screen that the was page cool. and it goes to the next one. So yeah, that was cool. Cause I was yeah. reading it on my iPad. Yeah. Have yeah, you, they, Oh, go ahead. No, no, you, you go. Oh, no, no. I was just going to ask, have you have you looked at doing, like, conventions or trying to get on the convention circuit and trying to, to put boots to the ground to kind of get your book out there? Yeah, but you know what? That that takes recognition for digital. Like, somebody has to, to 
to be like, this is good enough. You should invite this guy and maybe be on a panel because, you know, you you don't have the book to sit there at a table in front of you to hawk. Right. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to go for a reason if you're doing it digitally. Well, I mean, have you looked at like maybe printing off a couple hundred issues and and trying to go to a convention in in, uh, Canada or in the States or? I would love to do that, but it's like when you have a digital publisher, mm-hmm. there's restrictions on what you can and can't do. So, you know, you, you have these contracts and you agree to do things for certain amounts of times and you hold to them. So right now, Raygun's going to be strictly digital um, for the foreseeable future. But my next project for sure will be a print one. I'm not going to do a digital one again. Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my next question. I mean, Kyle and I are both huge fans of Raygun. Um, I, I wish we could have more of it sooner. Uh, but what what do you got in the works? What what's next for you? Next for me is a baby in uh, October. I'm gonna have another kid. Oh, congratulations! And, yeah, thanks, man. And then I'm gonna put on a lot of baby weight again and <laughs> not be able to not be able to run around. And uh, actually, the next story um, is my take. Well, I got two going. I got one huge epic thing that is. Like when I'm an old man and retired, I'll do. And then it's like my Tolkien thing. But uh, my next one's on my take on superheroes, actually. And uh, it's called Enhanced. And it takes place in the future. And it's basically superheroes have been around forever. Um, the, you know, the elevator pitch for this one is a long time ago, uh, uh, an asteroid hit Hudson's Bay and altered the Earth's electromagnetic field. And so people, you know, just everything you can imagine from superheroes, there's mutants and there's transdimensional travel and godlike entities, and you know, altered universes. And there's Superman and Wonder Women and, you know, sexy bug creatures, the, anything you can imagine. But they've basically subjugated humanity. And now they run the Earth uh, at, in something called the Post-Human Council. And the story actually follows two humans who are what's called enhanced, which are basically like cyber samurais um, that are trying to stop it and trying to take back the earth for humanity. Sold. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and you're going to try to make that as a, a physical – that's going to be a physical book. That's going to be the next, the next pitch going out there to people um, and it's going to be pitched uh, as a yeah, print comic. Awesome. Yeah, and, and this one will be mature readers. It'll be it'll be an, an R R rated comic. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I can't wait to see what you got coming in the future, man. I can and honestly tell you that I've been blown away by Ray Gun and the, I I just really can't wait to see what you got coming. Um, I think cool. people need to really remember the name. Gregory Schoen, because I think it's going to be when do you blow up, man? It's going to be a name to be reckoned with. Because yes. add a boy, you got say it all, and I'll I'll say it all started on Absolute Geeks. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do that because God knows we, <laughs> you don't want to be attached to us when it when it all goes down. But all right, oh, oh them, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> here you always wanted a decline letter. Here it is. <laughs> we we really liked your book, but you know you you guys you were attached to them guys. Yeah, uh, see see you later. Good luck. <laughs> Uh, but again, it, it's a fantastic read, man. I, and I appreciate you letting Great. us 
get the opportunity to read that and, and coming on the show. And I, I can't, I can't wait to see what you got coming in the future. Yeah, no problem. I'll send you a preview copy of four. Sounds good. Sweet. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, again, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to in, sit down and talk with us. And it has been a pleasure and very insightful and, and keep congratulations with Ray gun. I can't wait to see where it goes. And again, I mean that wholeheartedly that your name, people should remember this conversation in your name, because once you hit comics, it, you're going to, it's going to be crazy. You wanna, Great. Thanks, man. You want to plug anything before you go? Yeah. Tell people where you can, they can find your stuff in, uh, in you contact can get with Raygun, you. Raygun issues one to three from Alterna Comics, uh, created by me, Gregory Shane, penciled and uh, covers by Alonzo Molina, uh, inks and letters by Paul Rivas. And you can get it again from Alterna Comics on Comicsology, www.comicsology.com. Nice. And, and social anywhere on social media? Uh, yeah, my Twitter handle is uh, Gregory Shane at Raygun. All right. Easy enough, right? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, have you thought about one last question? Have you thought about turning Raygun into like a uh, an animated series? Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be really good. You know what I see it, though? I see it as like an Amblin Entertainment J.J. Abrams slash Steven Spielberg production. Like, tell me, tell me that wouldn't be awesome, having Spielberg produce that movie. That would be fantastic. Yes, it would. Yeah. I mean, how awesome would that be, though? You get Steven Spielberg to call you, I'm a producer. But- You're right. Or even yeah. J- even Spielberg Jr. and J.J. Abrams. Right. And you know Spielberg already has the dinosaurs. You know yeah. they're just in the, in, you know, in the shed. Well, you know, I think that, that whole debate would come up again because would they, would they use animatronic uh, dinosaurs or would they CGI it? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think they'd go a little bit more CGI. Yeah. But, you know, even, even Netflix, man, with the way they're killing it right now, I, I, I wouldn't be – shocked if they offered you something oh my gosh that would be great yeah because they could do they could do you know it has to, it, it would either have to be a kick cast movie or like you're kind of pointing out like episodic like a six issue television series or six issue netflix series or something yeah i mean again i i hope i wish you the best man and i really hope that this this blows up for you because it's a fantastic book and we're awesome we're pushing this as much as we can thank you this, so much this is a fantastic read and it's it's honestly better than most of the stuff I'm buying in stores right now. So <laughs> Great. Thanks. But, uh, again, we appreciate you coming on and, and talking with us tonight and uh, yeah, all no the problem. luck in the future and hope we can talk again soon. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Have a good night. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. I want to thank Gregory again for coming on the show and letting us pick his brain, taking the time to sit down and talk to us um, all the way from the great white north, Canada. Um, it was a it was a great time talking to this guy, picking his brain about everything. Um, go out and buy Ray Gun. You can find it on Comicsology. Read issue one through three. Tweet at him. Let him know how much you love the book. And as I said in the interview, this is a name you're going to want to remember. If you're a huge comic buff like Kyle and I are, this is a name you're not going to want to forget. Because when he breaks into the industry, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when he breaks into the industry. He's going to blow up, and I am I, I can't wait to see what he comes up with next. I can't wait to see what he's got in store for us after Ray Gun. Um, but yeah, tweet at him, buy Ray Gun, support him, because uh, this is a community where we all got to have each other's back, and a little bit of help goes a long way. 
Um, for that, I will end this episode. Thank, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.